Steve Palmer here. Another Rittenhouse legal breakdown. Uh, those who have followed the breakdown series, we are taking these uh, confusing, complex, complicated legal uh, scenarios and making them simple. Why? Because I like to make things simple and almost everything can be made simple. I've done a couple other uh, precursors to this breakdown. Probably makes sense to go listen to them if you haven't. Uh, they have to do with the Rittenhouse trial and some of the fireworks that happened on November 10th, 2021, uh, when the prosecutor started his cross-examination and continued his cross-examination of young Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, the first big problem uh, emerged when he asked Rittenhouse uh, about how he had sat through all the testimony, all the videos, etc., and decided for the first time to come tell his story uh, in the courtroom. Uh, the argument here, the problem here with the defense had, and clearly the judge had, uh, was that uh, this amounts to a comment on silence in violation of Doyle versus Ohio U.S. Supreme Court, Ohio making a big sort of out of the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, and then uh, the prosecutor went on to try to uh, elicit some character type evidence uh, by asking Rittenhouse about a prior statement or some prior incidents uh, where he was discussing how he would shoot somebody uh, for shoplifting. Uh, again, the, the judge had made a pretrial ruling on this, uh, deciding that it wasn't admissible. The prosecutor decided on his own that uh, it was admissible and thought he could just get away with it. Uh, this resulted in some fireworks. Uh, again, go back, check out our, our breakdown on that. But here I want to talk about mistrial. The defense, uh, when it first objected, said, uh, I may request a mistrial with prejudice if this continues. What the heck is a motion for mistrial and what does it mean if it is with prejudice? We're going to break it down. A mistrial occurs uh, for all sorts of reasons. It doesn't just have to happen when the prosecutor makes a mistake. It could be a witness making a mistake. It could be that... Um, a witness unexpectedly uh, said something uh, in court. Maybe uh, there was some uh, jury misconduct. Who knows? There's, there's all sorts of reasons for mistrials, and they are not always intentionally created. But if a mistrial does occur, what it means is that uh, the case is, uh, is done. It's scuttled. It's scrapped for the time being, and uh, they have to reschedule it and try it again later. Now, here's where there emerges a problem. Because there is, uh, th there's that pesky Bill of Rights that exists out there, the first 10 amendments to the United States Constitution. Most states have some comparable version of it, and the 10 amendments apply, by and large, to state prosecutions also. The amendment we're talking about here is the Fifth Amendment. Not necessarily young Rittenhouse's right to remain silent, but rather his right to be free from double jeopardy. That's right, double jeopardy. Uh, there's all sorts of talk about double jeopardy, but what does it really mean? It means you cannot be twice put in jeopardy. That means you can't be prosecuted twice for the same offense. Seems simple, but not quite. Um, there are some rules that matter for the purposes of the Rittenhouse trial. When the defense lawyer said, I am going to request a mistrial with prejudice, he means that jeopardy has attached to this case, that his client has already been subjected to prosecution. There is a bright line standard often referenced in criminal prosecutions that jeopardy attaches when the jury is sworn in. So once the jury is sworn in, the prosecutor can't dismiss the case uh, willy nilly because its witnesses didn't show up or something uh, or they, they don't feel like going forward. Then a jeopardy is attached. They can't refile it. It's over. They have to prove it then and they have to prove it now. Um, so when the, when the defense is saying, I want a mistrial with jeopardy, why would he be entitled to get a mistrial with jeopardy? So you can have a scenario innocently where a witness blurts out something, uh, maybe even a defense witness says something. Maybe the defense caused a mistrial for one reason or another. Well, that's not that's not going to be held against the government. The, the government's not going to be uh, 
uh, responsible if some defense witness says something. Why should they be? They have no control over that. Uh, it, it doesn't make any common sense at all if uh, the defendant could do something uh, to scuttle a trial and then prevent a prosecution at a later date. Uh, they're not gonna, that's not going to be tolerated for obvious reasons. But it gets a little stickier when the prosecutor does something to cause a mistrial. And it's stickier yet when the prosecutor does something that is seemingly intentional that causes a mistrial. And by intentional, I don't mean uh, necessarily with the exact intent to say, I'm going uh, to torpedo this thing on purpose and cause a mistrial, although there is some commentary out there that that's going on. Um, but what if the prosecutor does something intentionally, like intentionally violate a court order that says they're not allowed to uh, present testimony about the prior uh, shoplifting incident where Rittenhouse said he would shoot somebody for shoplifting and then does it anyway. Uh, what about a scenario where the prosecutor should know the longstanding rule of Doyle versus Ohio that you cannot cross-examine, impeach, comment, or do anything uh, to suggest that the defense is somehow more likely guilty because he remains silent in the past? Uh, there it gets a little bit closer. And there, when there is a mistrial because of something the prosecutor did like that, uh, jeopardy may attach. And that's what the defense lawyer means when he says with prejudice. What he's saying is this case demands a mistrial and it's their fault and jeopardy's going to attach and they don't get to retry it because of that. Now, that's a rare bird to be sure. Uh, judges, courts, uh, the system doesn't like that. Uh, the system wants to have some finality. It wants to get the case through to a jury verdict. That's what uh, the process is all about. But there are scenarios, uh, and this one may be one of them. I doubt the judge will grant it, but uh, this one may be one of them uh, that, that may demand a mistrial. And then there's going to be all sorts of argument after the fact about whether jeopardy should attach. So I should say this. The judge doesn't have to decide whether to stop this trial uh, and then immediately say, I'm going to preclude a retrial uh, in, in, his, in the same decision. The judge could say, I'm going to grant a mistrial, and you guys better submit briefs here on whether it can be retried. Now, as a practical matter, the judge is uh, certainly contemplating this. The judge is well aware of the fact that uh, if he grants a mistrial under these uh, circumstances, it may mean that Rittenhouse goes free without a jury verdict. Uh, and I, I don't uh, say what you want about this judge. He's not the kind of judge I think that's going to do that willy nilly. He's going to give that very careful consideration. Um, and, and what I mean is, even if he would say, "I'm not going to decide right now if jeopardy attaches," you guys can you guys can file some legal arguments and briefs and argue that later. Uh, but he's going to have his clerks, he's going to have his his uh, staff do some research, so he has a pretty good idea of where that goes should he declare a mistrial. Um, so the, the significance of this motion from the defendant, uh, the defense standpoint, is, is enormous. So if the defense gets a mistrial with prejudice, uh, it, there's a chance that jeopardy attaches and Rittenhouse walks free, at least until uh, the matter goes up to the Court of Appeals and is ultimately decided uh, for good. Um, but then there's another, there's sort of a flip side. There's a downside. As a defense lawyer, sometimes you don't want a mistrial. Sometimes uh, you, you don't, uh, clearly you'd want a mistrial with prejudice. I don't mean to say that. You would always want that. But let's say they get a mistrial, but uh, the judge says, no, it's not with prejudice. They can retry the case. They can do it again. Um, we don't find that the prosecutor intentionally caused this error or met the standard for uh, a dismissal on double jeopardy. Now you're stuck. Now you got to retry the case. Um, and this case is in a good posture for the defense. Strategically, it's not always advisable uh, to ask for a mistrial. And then at the same time, strategically, you almost always have to ask for a mistrial. Here's what I mean by that. 
Um, if something like this happens, if uh, there is a testimony that shouldn't have come in, uh, we approach the bench. And I, as I'm walking up to the bench to make a argument outside the presence of the jury or as the jury is clearing the courtroom and you do it in open court, um, it, you're thinking to yourself, man, if I ask a mistrial, the judge may grant it and that would suck because then I'd have to try this case again. And I don't think I'll ever get a better uh, a better situation than the one I'm in now. I don't think that the evidence is ever going to get better for me uh, than it is right now. Uh, meaning uh, we've got testimony from some of these uh, witnesses that show that Rittenhouse was fleeing, screaming, friendly, friendly, friendly. Uh, even one of the victims who was shot and survived says uh, he didn't, uh, Rittenhouse didn't pull the trigger until the victim himself had his gun leveled at Rittenhouse. Uh, so this, this evidence is great right now for the defense. And it might be, um, it, it might, you never know what's going to happen next time. You never know if witnesses are going to flake. You never know if they're not going to be around. You never, you just never know. And uh, he's got a bird in the hand right now uh, that is the defense. Um, and it's it's really, really difficult to to think, boy, if I ask for a mistrial, I might get it, and I might have to come back and do this again. On the other hand, if you don't ask for the mistrial, you're waiving certain appellate rights, and, um, and you're sort of obligated to make your record and, uh, and, and ask for the mistrial, even if it means you got to retry it. So that's the, that's the twisted, tortured reasoning going on or running through um, the defense lawyers' heads as they, were, uh, as they were contemplating all this. But here they're saying, no, prosecutor caused this. It's their fault. And they did it uh, at least almost on purpose, if not actually on purpose. And uh, therefore, the mistrial should be granted and it ought to be charged against the state. And that means Mr. Rittenhouse cannot be twice put in jeopardy and prosecuted again for the same offense. So breaking it down, making it simple. This was uh, a, 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 what looked like fireworks, what was entertaining to watch, but really involved some pretty underlying complicated legal uh, issues. Uh, and that's why we are here breaking them down, taking the complicated issues and making them simple as we always do here at Lawyer Talk off the record on the air, breaking it down legal style, at least until now.